God bless you. This is Pastor Gavin Taylor, and I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. It is my prayer that you will enjoy this message. May God richly bless you, and I want you to never forget you are blessed and you can't be cursed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. We praise you. We bless you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We worship you. We glorify your holy name. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done. All that you're all that you're doing, all that you're yet to do. We are just so grateful. We're so grateful for the work that you're starting in our lives, that you've started, that you are working, and that you will bring to fruition, complete it. We thank you and we bless you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name for your beautiful presence in this place. We say have your way tonight. Move by your spirit. Do only what you can do. Speak to each and every one of us. Let nobody leave this place the same. Let nobody log off the same. We pray, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that you will give us a word in season that will minister life, grace, and health to the hearers of that word. Father, speak to us. Speak through me, your manservant. I pray that you put your words in my mouth and grant me the grace to be a blessing to your people tonight. And Father, we just thank you in advance for everything that you're going to say and everything that you're going to do tonight. We give you glory, honor, and praise for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. We're going to get right down to business. If you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Hebrews chapter 10. And we're going to read there verses 35 through 37. Amen. 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 The Lord is in this place. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Amen. 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 Glory. All right, so Hebrews chapter 10, verses 35 through 37. And I'm reading in the Amplified Version. This is what it says there. It says, um, do not therefore, I like the way the Amplified says, it says, don't fling away your confidence, for it has a glorious and great reward. It says, don't fling your confidence away, for it has a great reward attached to it. It goes on to say, for you have need of patient endurance. I like that word. And that word there, it means to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. That's what what endurance means. So that when you have carried out the will of God, you may receive and enjoy to the full what is promised. And it goes on to say, for yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and he will not delay. Now, I put here, you know, for the last couple of services, you know, I've been saying that this is the season of preparation. It's the season of preparation that will lead you in or lead us into the season of opportunity. (laughs) Now, I've been saying that God is speaking to most of you, some of you right now, to do some things now in preparation for what he wants to do for you in the future. And I put here the key to making it through this season of preparation 
and into your season of opportunity is your ability to have patient endurance so that you can do and that you can get through this season and into the next. I'm going to qualify all of this stuff tonight. I'll put it here, make no mistake, going through the preparation season is not going to be easy. You're going to have opposition all along the way. Whenever you're trying to do something and, and get ready for something that God is doing for you, the devil will always try to throw some opposition at you. And I put here, with that opposition, you're going to have many times that you're going to want to kick quit. You're going to want to just throw the towel in. And if you don't have patient endurance, which as this scripture defines is the ability to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. <laughs> if you don't have that, you won't make it through this season and into the next season where God will begin to give you the opportunities that he wants to give you. And that's why it's important for you to stay confident in the fact that God is coming. I like the scripture. It says that for yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. I love that. And that's why it's important to stay confident in that fact and that he's bringing a great reward with him. You just have to be ready when he shows up. So that's really the key. You know, the Bible says that we need to have patient endurance. See, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in the gospel, they're like sprinters. You know, sprinters are only good for 100 yards, 200 yards. <laughs> but if you're going to be a distance runner, you're going to need to have endurance. You're going to run a mile. You're going to run, you know, you're going to run marathons. And that's what walking with God is like. Walking with God is a marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> you know, because a lot of people are great starters, but they can't finish. You know, in other words, I preach a message. They get excited. They get happy, you know. But then... When you have to execute and you have to make it all the way through, that's when a lot of people, you know, they don't make it. They, they, they stop halfway through. They, they get to a certain point and then they, they throw the towel in. And when you do that, you forfeit everything that God has for you. You know, God, at the end of this thing, not, not, not halfway through, not at some point. And that's why I like that. It says, I, I love this scripture, you know. It says, don't throw away. Don't fling away your confidence. For it has a great recompense of reward. It says, for you have need of patient endurance. And in the King James, it says that after you have done the will of God. Not, not before you've done it. Not, not while you're doing it. But after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. So we need to, we need to learn how to be endurance runners. Get through all the way through to this thing, to the finish line. And that's where the opportunity is going to be waiting for us. Now, as I was thinking about that this morning, I thought about some real keys to staying focused. And that's really what it takes. You know, you got to stay focused. If you're going to get through this thing, you got to stay focused. You got you to set your eye on the prize. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't be thinking about what you're going through. You got to think about what you're going to. Amen. And uh, turn your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read verses 1 through 3 there. And it says there, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, in the Amplified, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, the Bible says, strip off every unnecessary weight. 
and the sin, which so easily and cleverly entangles us. And then it says, let us run with endurance. Now, there's that word again, endurance, right? Let us run with endurance and active persistence, the race that is set before us. And I love this. It says, looking away from all that will distract us and focus our eyes on Jesus. Look away from everything that will distract. Now, I used to always say that, you know, um, you know, the horses, when they're running a race, they have blinders on. And the reason why they have blinders is because of the fact that they get very distracted. If somebody's moving and stuff like that or something's happening, they get off focus. They'll start focusing on that and won't run the race to set before them. And so they put blinders on because everybody's going crazy. The crowd is going crazy. Everybody, And they would get so distracted that they would just run off the track. <laughs> and so that's why they have blinders on so they can stay focused on what's in front of them and not what's to the either side of them. That's why, Jesus, that's why the Bible says looking away from everything that will distract you. In the spirit, we got to put blinders on. Looking away from everything that will distract and focus our eyes on Jesus. And the Bible says that he is the author and he is the finisher of our faith. And this is the key. Who for the joy of accomplishing the goal that was set before him, he endured the cross. Disregarding the shame. And the Bible says he is now set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, Jesus had to stay focused. <laughs> That's why the Bible says we got to stay focused on Jesus because he had to stay focused. Who for the joy that was set before him. I always tell people that Jesus didn't go to the cross. He went through the cross. See, he was not focused on going to the He wasn't focused on the cross. He was focusing on what was going to happen after he went through the cross. Now the Bible says he's seated at the right hand of God. The reason why he's seated there is because he finished his race. When, he's, when he sat up, when he was on that cross, he said, it's finished. I finished my course. I finished the, I've, I've accomplished everything that God sent me to do. Now I can be restored to where I was before. I can go back to being seated at the right hand of the Father because I've accomplished everything that I was supposed to accomplish. So the Bible says that he, he was focused. He, he went through the cross, despising the shame, being spit on, being beaten unmercifully. Everything that he had to go through, crown of thorns on his head, being betrayed by a friend, everything he had to go through, he stayed focused. And he, stopped, he didn't look at, at, you know, what Judas was doing, what the Sadducees and the Pharisees was doing. He wasn't looking at what, what uh, you know, everybody that was screaming out, crucify him was doing. He wasn't paying no attention to that. He was focused on something else. And the reason that he was able to get through everything he had to go through was because he was focused on something else. If you can stay focused on what you're going to, instead of being distracted by all the stuff that you're going through, then you'll make it all the way to the end. So the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And the Bible says he's now set down at the right hand of God. And in the Amplified, it says, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. That beautiful or what? And it says, just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. And then it says, consider 
all of that in comparison to what you have to go through <laughs> so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. It says, look at everything Jesus had to go through. And you think about now you, have, now you lay that in compar- comparison to what you have to go through. <laughs> oh, you know, somebody didn't speak to me today. <laughs> you know? Somebody was mean to me, you know. Jesus had people spitting on him. <laughs> you know, Jesus had, you don't understand, Jesus. I feel so betrayed. How about I got a, I got a good friend named Judas that betrayed me, you know, sold me out with a kiss. You know, let him write to me. <laughs> Hail, master, you know, <laughs> as he's leading people to take him away. Beat him unmercifully, covered his head, and start hitting him and telling him, you're such a prophet, prophesy who's hitting you. <laughs> you know what's amazing is what I thought about. This is what I thought about. You know, it's one thing to go through that and, you know, not be able to get yourself out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody do something to you and you can't do nothing about it. But Jesus went through that having full authority and power to be able to take all his enemies out at one time. He's on that cross and they say, well, you know, you said that you were going to, you know, destroy the temple and raise it up in three days. If that's so, if that's so much so, come off that cross. If you're really from God, come off that cross. Jesus could have just came off that cross <laughs> if he wanted to. If he, if he decided I'm coming off this cross, he, he could have came off it. You know, Potiphar started, you know, um, not Potiphar, <laughs> uh, Pilate. <laughs> Pontius Pilate started talking about, you know, don't you know I have the authority, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to, to release you, deliver you, you know, I got the power, you know. He said, you have no power at all except it was given to you by my father. You ain't got no power against me. And Jesus said, right now I could call 12 legions of angels. You know, one angel Killed like 30,000 people. Remember that in the Old Testament? One angel killed like 30,000 people. Can you imagine what a legion of angels could do to somebody, could do to people? He said, I could call 12 legions of angels right now. Wipe this whole place out. Kill everybody. Come off this cross and say, I told you I was the Christ. You know, <laughs> I mean, he could have did that if he wanted to. Have everybody bowing, you know, kneeling at his feet right then and there if he wanted to. So, you know, we look at him. Oh, poor Jesus. He was so helpless. He wasn't helpless. <laughs> he submitted himself. You know, that's why Jesus says nobody takes my life. He says, I, I give it willing. I'm, nobody has taken my life from me. Nobody is. I, I'm not sitting here like some pitiful God that has no power or authority. I can come off this cross at any time. But I'm submitted to the will of God. Nevertheless, and not my will, but your will be done. And you can't take somebody, you know, talking bad about you or something like that. You can't, you can't take somebody, you know, not talking to you or whatever, you know. That's why Jesus says, I want, see, I want you to consider everything I had to go to through. 
let's just let's look at that. Let's, let's look at the gospel, see everything I had to go through. And now let's see what you got to go through. Let's line them up next to one another. Let's consider. Let's see who, let's see who had it worse. <laughs> let's see who had to go through more, me or you. See, that's why I can say, forgive your enemies. Because he's sitting up that, on that cross, and the last, one of his last words is forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's why I can tell you forgive them. You know. If he didn't forgive, then he couldn't tell you to forgive. All right. I know this message, types of messages is not that popular. But it said, consider, meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials. And the reason why you have to do that is so that you will not grow weary and faint in your minds. See, if you think about, see, you know, whenever I think about, you know, start feeling sorry for myself, you know, I start thinking about the fact that there's somebody got a whole lot worse than what I got. I'm going through. You know, and that's why, that's why I say consider what Jesus had to go through. You know, because when you start thinking about it, you start thinking, about, oh, man, this little thing I got to go through is not really nothing. <laughs> in comparison, it may mean something to me, but in comparison to what Jesus had to go through, nah, it, it ain't even like. And now the Bible says that he's seated at the right hand. So he made it through, and he's saying to you, you're going to make it through too. If you stay focused and you keep, stay focused on Jesus. Look away from everything that will distract. Every time the enemy tries to do something, it's just a distraction. It's just a distraction, you know. He can't take you out. If he could, he'd have did it already. He can't kill you. If he did, if he could, he'd kill you already. You know, so he says, stop, stop being distracted. Stop looking at what the enemy's doing. Look away from everything that will distract you and stay focused on Jesus. And now, so... This is what, the script, this is what I, I, I'm, I'm gathering from this scripture. From this scripture, it's very clear that there are several keys to receiving the promises of God. And you should write these things down. Number one, the Bible says that you have to strip off every weight. Strip off every weight. So the first key is, is that strip off every weight that's hindering you from running your best race. See, if you run with weights on, you'll never run your best race. Those weights will hinder you. They'll slow you down. They'll cause you to get tired faster. Now, see, these weights can be many things. These weights could be bad habits. These weights could be your past. It could be a relationship that you shouldn't be involved in. It could be friends. It could be family members. It could be laziness, procrastination. It could be fear. It could be doubt, worry, or unbelief. You know, these are weights that people carry through life. Some people find it hard to move forward because of something that happened to them in their past or something that they did in their past or something someone did to them in their past. These things could be weights that you're carrying throughout life. And as you're carrying these things, it's slowing you down. It's hindering you 
from running your best race. You know, when I was younger, you know, I always tell this story, but when I was younger, I used to wear a weight jacket. When I used to, because I played basketball, you know, and I was trying to jump higher, you know, so I, I put this weight jacket on. The weight jacket was like 50 pounds, something like that. Like they had these little 10 pound uh, sandbags in it all around my waist, you know, and I put it on and I'd run around. I'd run the track, you know, then I'd be jumping. I'd play basketball in it and stuff like that, you know. And uh, trying to jump higher, you know, trying to, trying to get the edge. And when I took that thing off, man, I felt like I could fly, you know, because that thing was heavy, you know. And uh, that's, what, that's what people look like in the spirit. Yeah, spiritual weight jacket on. Running around with extra weight on their back. And that's why Jesus said, you know, that's what the Bible says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. See, all these cares are weights. And he says, give, give that to me. Cast it on me. Let me take that off of you so you can run your race. Cast all your care on me because I care for you. I don't want you to be weighed down. Give it to me and I'll, care, I'll take care of it. I'll handle it for you instead of you carrying it. And I put here, you know, whatever is hindering you from moving forward, it's a weight. You must strip it off so that you can run your best race. And the only way to strip off those weights is to begin to cast those cares off on God. Things that you, you know, your past, you know, things that you did, in your, just, just, all right, it's over. There's nothing you can do about what happened in your past. Get it off of you so you can move forward. Some things you just, you, you can't do nothing about. You know, you have situations right now that you're going through that you, that you just can't do anything about. If that's the case, give it to God. Cast all your care upon me because I care for you. Just cast it on me. Continue to move forward. So he says, first thing you got to do is strip the weight off. Take all, take, strip all those weights off. Everything that's holding you back from running your best race. Then number two. He said, strip off the sin. See, the weights is not the sin. Strip off the weight and the sin. So the second thing you got to strip off is sins that you're carrying around. Sin will not just hinder you from running your best race. It will stop you dead in your tracks. See, you can never make traction with God if you're living in sin. Until you get rid of the sin... The Bible says God won't even be listening to your prayers. The only prayer that God hears of the sinner is the prayer of repentance. Once you repent, then you can get some traction with God again. And repenting is not just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and keep doing it. <laughs> repentance is turning away from it. I'll put here into you. Stop living in sin. You're not going to make progress with God. To get rid of it, you must confess it and repent of it. Confession is, confession is just agreeing with God that the action is wrong. That's it. Repentance is when you stop doing the wrongful and sinful action. Turn away from it. It literally means, again, to turn away from. So if you just said you're sorry but haven't stopped it, you haven't really repented. So he says... Strip off the weight 
Take care of that. Get rid of all of that stuff that's holding you back, all your past, your worries, your fears, your doubts, and stuff like that. You know, all of those things that are holding you back. Then stop, stop living in sin. I'm not talking about messing up. Everybody messes up. I'm talking about making a, a decision. I'm just going to do my thing, you know. Get, stop doing that. Get rid of the sin. And then you'll be able to be light when you run. So that's number two. Number one, get rid of the weight. Number two, get rid of, strip off the sin. And then number three, be able to go the distance. The third key is to be an endurance runner. Because you have to have patient endurance. Remember I mentioned that? And that word mean, endurance means to bear up under difficult circumstances without compromising. And I put it, if you want to receive the promises of God, this is what you need to do. You know, I like that he didn't say just simply have patience. <laughs> he said to have patient endurance. See, again, endurance means to have the ability to be able to endure an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving up. So you're going to go through some processes that oftentimes will be difficult, that will be challenging. Nothing that you get from God is going to be easy. You know what I'm saying? The devil will make sure of it. <laughs> nothing that you, you get, nothing that is meaningful is going to be easy for you to get. You always have to deal with some kind of challenge. Always have to deal with some kind of situation that you're going to have to make it through in order for you to lay hold of it. And I put it here, see, it means to be able to last or to be able to withstand wear and tear. See, that's what you're going to need if you want to inherit the promises of God. Only those that are able to last will receive the promises. I like to put it like this. You have to be in it for the long haul. You got to make it all the way through. You're going to receive the promises of God. You got to make it all the way through. You can't give up on the last leg. You can't, you can't run halfway good race. You got to make it all the way through. You got to believe all the way through to the end. And even when it looks like it's impossible, even when it looks like there's no way you're going to be able to make it all the way through, you have to still keep on believing. And you have to still keep on running that race. So that's number three. You got to be, you have to be an endurance runner. And now again, I mentioned this before, but you got to, number four is you got to stay focused. <laughs> now again, the only way to stay focused is to look away from everything that's going to be distracting you. And fix your eyes on a target. That target, again, is our Lord Jesus Christ. We focus on the fact that he completed his race by staying focused. And now he's been exalted to the highest position that has ever been created. He's now seated at the right hand of God at the, as the undisputed king of kings and lord of lords. And I put here, see, his victory shows us that if we're willing to go through what we have to go through, we will receive the promises of God. That's what his victory shows us. Jesus went through all the cruel treatment, all of the abuse, and all the torment. Then he went through the cross. Now, again, notice that I didn't say he went to the cross. He went through it. After he went through the death of the cross, he was raised in great triumph, and now he has made it to his destination. 
And I put here, see, if we go through the valley of the shadow of death, we will make it to the promised land. If we go through it. The promised land is the focus. The valley of the shadow of death is the distraction. See, you got to stay focused. See, if you focus on the valley, you'll die in the valley. But if you keep looking past everything that's happening in the valley to the end of that valley into the promised land, you'll make it to your destination. See, I put it here. You see, the enemy wants to distract you with the trials of life. He wants you to look away from your goal and focus on everything that's happening around you. Oh, this is going on. That's going on. How to pay this bill. This, this is happening, you know. He wants you to focus on everything else and, and look away from what's ahead of you. And see, that's what happened with Peter. As long as he was focused on Jesus, he was walking on the water. The minute that he started being distracted by the winds, by the rains, by the wind and stuff like that, as, long as, he, as soon as he started focusing on that, he began to sink. And that's what the devil does in people's lives. As long as they're focused on Jesus, they're walking on the supernatural. I mean, they're, about there, they're doing the impossible. They're doing what they never thought they would do. And then the devil tries to throw an attack at them. And then they take their eyes off of Jesus and focus on what's happening around them. And they begin to sink. And I put here, if he knows that if he can steal your focus, he can stop you from reaching your de destination. That's all they got to do. Just let me steal their focus. Let me, let, let me get them focusing on what I'm doing. Let them, let them start focusing on people and, and fighting people, you know. Then I can get them off focus. I can get them, I can stop them from looking at what God has promised them, and I can get them focused. Oh, she's doing that. He's doing this. You know, they're talking about me. They're doing all of that. And see, looking away from everything. That will distract you. And I put here, that's why you need to stay focused. If you stay focused on the promise, you'll make it through the valley. If you make it through the valley, you'll make it into the promised land. See, yea, though I go through, not to, I go through the valley of the shadow of death. I feel no evil. Why? Because you're, you're with me. Now, all I got to do is stay focused. You're with me in the valley. And you're, you're walking with me all the way to the promise. Now, I just got to stay focused on where we're going. Let me stop looking at the dead bones in the valley. And let me stay focused on the promised land. So that's number four. You got to stay focused. You know, stay focused on what's ahead of you. Stop looking at everything that's around. Stop focusing on all of this other stuff. Stay focused on what's ahead of you. And then number five, bottom line is never quit. Never, ever, never, 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 ever quit. And that's the fifth key. If you don't do everything that I just spoke of, you'll become weary and you'll faint and you'll quit. If you don't do everything I just talked about, you know. Again, that's the purpose of all the distractions. See, the, all, uh, the only reason why the devil is throwing distractions at you is because he wants you to quit. It's to steal your focus and to get you to quit. And I put here, quitting is the only thing that can stop you from receiving God's promises. 
And the devil knows that. That's it. It's the only thing. That's why he's working overtime to distract you. He's trying to trip you up as you're running your race. See, the devil is the one that sticks his foot out. Tries to trip you as you're running. And he trips you through distractions. See, if you ever tried to, if you ever, have you ever tried to, you know, have you ever walking and you got distracted? And, you know, because you look, you wasn't looking ahead of you. You almost ran into a pole. <laughs> you act like you never did that before. <laughs> Are you looking at something else, you know? And you trip, almost trip over something. <laughs> you know, that, that's, see, that's what the devil tries to do in the spirit to you. See, so you're, you're, you're walking, you know, you're walking and moving ahead, you know. And then the devil does something. You look over there, you know. And in the spirit, you trip. <laughs> in the spirit, you run into a pole, you know, because you're not looking where you're going. You got to stay focused, man. If you don't, you'll fall or you'll run into something. And I put here, see, he's trying to trip you up as you're running your race. And I put here, you know when most people, you know when most people fall? When they're not looking where they're going. <laughs> most people trip and run into things when they're distracted. That's the purpose of the distraction. And that's why you must stay focused. See, if you don't get nothing else out of this message tonight, I want you to get stay focused. Stay, stay focused. You know, again, I've been talking about, you know, see, God is about ready to do some things in your life. He's about, he's, he's really, you know, he's setting us up, I believe, for a real season of opportunities. I mean, I really believe that. I really believe that God is really setting us up to really do some amazing things in our life. And, um, you know, the devil's not just going to sit back and say, yeah, go ahead and get blessed. You know, I'm all right with that. <laughs> you know, the enemy is not going to be happy with you getting blessed. And he wants to he wants to stop it. But he can't stop it. The only thing, the only way he can stop it is to get you to quit. That's it. That he can't stop it from happening. You know, God has already proclaimed that it's going to go down. But the only thing, the only thing he can do is try to distract you. Try to get you to quit. Faint, you know, as you're going through your process. You know, God starts speaking to you. You know, you got you to gotta try to work on getting a house, you know. Uh, you know, start, start preparing yourself now, you know, and then, you know, you get distracted. And then instead of preparing yourself, you start doing something else. You start moving in a different direction, you know. Somebody will tell you, well, you know, you can't afford no house. <laughs> and you'll allow the lie to distract you. Don't allow distractions to cause you to take your eye off the prize. All right, I'm about to get ready to close in a few. But I, let me just say this. 
I'm going to go back to the scripture that I started off with. In Hebrews 10, 35 through 37. See, he says, don't fling away your confidence. For it has a great and glorious reward. See, God, God has a reward for you. And he's saying, see, don't throw your confidence away. The very first thing that the devil tries to do is steal your confidence in God. He tries to make you think what God said isn't true or it's not going to come to pass for you. And God is saying, stay confident in me. Don't lose your confidence in me. Don't, you, don't lose your confidence in my word. Don't, don't allow the enemy to steal your confidence in what I said to you. Don't let him rob that from you. Stay confident in what I said to you. See, see, it's important to be confident in God. It's important for us to, to be strong in faith. See, because that's what pleases God. When, you're, when, you, when you get hit, when you get attacked, when, you, when things start happening to you, and you can still stand there and say, I know what God said to me. See, that, that just turns God on, man. God's greatest, his greatest pleasure is when somebody believes him. And at the same time, his greatest displeasure is when his children don't believe him. See, it takes faith to please God. See, there's a lot of people, see, God, lo God loves everybody, but he's not pleased with everybody because it takes faith to please him. And you wonder why some people wind up being more blessed than others. Some people just believe God more. Some people just trust God more. Some people are willing to go through whatever because they know that, they, they, that there's something at the, end of the, at the end of the race for them. Some people refuse to quit. Some people refuse to throw in the towel. And as a result, they receive the prize. They don't throw away their confidence, so they receive the reward. So he says, don't fling your confidence away because it has a glorious and great reward attached to it. And then it goes, for you have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God. See, again, after. See, we, gotta be, we have to do what God says. We have, to, we have to do the will of God all the way through. After you've done the will of God, then you'll receive the promise. Let's do what God has said. Let's, let's stay focused on where we're going and stop, stop being so distracted by what's happening around us. The enemy cannot stop you from reaping. Be not deceived, the Bible says. God is not mocked for whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. You're, if you sow in the right seeds, you're going to reap a harvest, the right harvest. Just make sure your seeds that you're sowing are right seeds. And it says, don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you faint not. See, that's, 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 the, that's the entire key right there. You will reap if you don't faint. Stop giving up so easy. Stop quitting so fast. If you don't quit, you'll get everything that God has for you. See, again, I believe that this is a season of opportunity. This is a season for, for preparation for the season of opportunity. 
And right now, God is speaking to you guys. He's been saying, you know, do this. Work on that. Handle this. You know, you do these things now because in the future, I, got, I have a reward for you. <laughs> I have something for you coming. And that's why I'm telling you to get some things together now so that I can give you what I got down the road for you. If you'll, if you'll stay focused, if you'll do what God is telling you to do now, you're going to be real happy later on. And for some of you, it can be towards the end of this year. Maybe another, maybe, it may be next year. But God is saying, do what I'm telling you to do now. Stay focused. Just keep working on what I'm telling you to do. And then down the road, I have, a, I have something for, I have a reward for you. I have an opportunity for, I'm going to bless you with something that's going to blow your mind if you prepare yourself now. Stay focused. Stop being distracted. Stop looking all around you. Stay focused on what I have for you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the prize. Keep your eyes on the promised land. Stop looking at the valley and keep looking at the promised land. And he says, if you do that, you're going to reap something that is going to blow your mind not too long from now, I believe. So with that, I'm going to get ready to close here. I got to get ready to close. I don't want to keep you guys here late, snow outside and stuff like that. I want to get ready to close tonight. But I just, I wanted to really share that. It was on my heart, you know, to really share with you. Strip off the weights. Get rid of the sin. You know. Get yourself fit and in condition to be able to run the distance. And then you gotta, you have to stay focused. You gotta stay focused on the Lord. Stay focused on Jesus. And never, ever, 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 ever quit. If you do those things, you will reap. If you don't faint, you will reap. You will receive the promise that God has for you. Let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you tonight for your word. We thank you for speaking to us. We receive your word tonight. We know that it was a word in season for us. We thank you, Father, for speaking to each and every one of us, and we receive it tonight. And, Father, I pray in Jesus' mighty name that you will grant us the grace to do everything that you said to do in your word. We know that we're currently in a season of preparation. You're getting us ready for something that you're going to give us. And I believe the near future. There's coming a season of opportunity for each and every one of us. And if we do what you tell us to do now, we will be ready for it. So I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that you grant us the grace to not be lazy, to not procrastinate, to not be distracted by what the enemy is doing and grant us the grace to stay focused so that we can be ready when our season of opportunity comes when you begin to open up doors for us when you begin to give us the favor with people that are in our positions of authority that can open up doors that we don't have access to we thank you father 
for getting us ready for what you really have for us. And for it, Lord God, we bless you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Now listen, if you're here tonight, you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you've never given your life to Jesus, and you want to do that tonight, I want to pray for you. That is really the first step to getting involved in all of this, is to give your heart to the Lord. If that's you, I just want to pray for you tonight. I was saying recently that um, when I was younger, you know, I thought that I was going to be missing out on something if I gave my heart to the Lord. I knew that God was calling me, but I thought I was just, I thought I was going to be missing out on something if I gave my life to God at that time. What I've learned after walking with God for 20 years now is that I wasn't missing out on anything. In fact, what I missed out on was an opportunity to serve God sooner. So if that's you and you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus, I just want to pray with you. I want to pray this simple prayer with you. Everybody that's here or watching right now, I just want you to repeat this prayer. Or if you're backslidden and you know you are and you want to get yourself right with God again, if that's you, I want to pray for you. And we'll all say that together with you. Let's just say this prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you died for my sins and you rose from the dead to make me right with God. Now, Heavenly Father, I accept the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. Come into my heart. Help me to live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, let's just give Jesus a praise tonight. Amen, 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 amen. To God be the glory. Thank you, Father. Amen. Let me bless you. Let's stand up on our feet. Let me bless you before you leave. Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining us, everybody. And um, Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have service. If you're coming here. We start with prayer at 10 o'clock, 1030. We go into praise and worship. If you're watching live on Facebook, 1030, we go live with praise and worship. So we look forward to seeing you. The Lord bless you. Keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. Be gracious, merciful, and kind to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. Grant you his holy peace in Jesus' matchless name. I want everybody to say, I'm blessed. And I can't be cursed. In Jesus' mighty name. You are blessed. You can't be cursed. God bless you. Have a beautiful evening. We'll see you Sunday. God bless you. Amen.